The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome back to part two of the Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Dr. Brianna Guan. Dr. Guan, you've described so many things in part one of this podcast about how we can manage age, how we can manage our health and well-being with lots of little things that we can do every day on a day-to-day basis. So if I were your patient or a patient comes into your office describe your process. Patient walks in and obviously you say hello and welcome. Then what happens? Mm-hmm. Then we um, we start by identifying what their goals are. And so I want to hear in a positive aspect, hmm. not a negative aspect. You know, I, I want to get rid of X, Y, Z, um, but a positive aspect, what they want to achieve with our work together. And that is really important for them to identify, you know, what are the expectations goals and outcomes that they want to see. Um, So I love to hear that, start with hearing that. And it's energizing to say what you want to have happen to you. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then we, we dive into their, their concerns. And so, um, you know, all the things around those things. And, and through this hour long conversation, I'm learning about their lifestyle, how the schedule of their day, what time do they wake up? What do they eat? What kind of milk do they use? What kind of bread are they having? Um, where are they getting their eggs? Um, you know, what is their exercise timing? What time do they eat? What's their past medical history? Uh, what's their family's medical history? I do acknowledge that genetic things are playing out. And so we're inheriting genes from mom and genes from dad, and we're a mix of those things. So I want to know about that. I also utilize some genomics in my practice because I found it to provide so much insight for people and clarity. Um, We're also talking about review of systems because, you know, if something, as we alluded to, is happening in the vaginal tract, UTIs, there may be something going on in the gut as well. It's so common. These things are not separate. We're one body. Um, If we're having headaches, uh, is that related to our food or our muscle or our nutrient status? And so, um, you know, diving in and trying to find those connections. I want to identify what's missing from this picture that you might need. Do you have a nutritional deficiency or do you have a lack of personal care issue? Um, So, you know, all of these things are leading into our wellness or is there obstacles present like smoking or drinking or gluten or, you know, some other piece that's present that's really disrupting your body and self from being at this optimal state. So that's what we're diving diving into in that first visit. Generally, between the first visit and the second visit, I might say, well, 
Um, it looks like you haven't had these labs done. You know, perhaps you can ask your primary care provider to do these, or perhaps you might want to investigate more in-depth testing to really look at things at a deeper level, because that's often missing. If you just do basic blood work on somebody, most of the time it's going to be pretty normal unless they have really serious disease. And so I want to find I want to find the deep data because it gives us information about mm -hmm. this person who is suffering. Right. And so if we had a little bit more information, could we make a better choice to move forward to understand them? So I think testing is so powerful and I and I don't shy away from that um, opportunity. And then in the second visit, we're taking we're creating the plan together. So how are you going to carry out these next steps to support your wellness? Because if I just tell you what to do, you know, you how do I know what you can do or what you can carry out or what's right. risk? And so we're collaborating on this plan for your wellness because it's important for you to want to do it right. and, and be successful, right? Right. If you jump this high and you can't, then you're going to be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm short. <laughs> short by <laughs> you. So Lily's uh, wellness, um, health is an act of self-love. And in the same way that you're looking, you're, you're doing this deep dive and getting the deep data to figure out if there's a discrepancy or, you know, an insufficiency, actually one of those in the differential diagnosis could potentially be ostensibly, you know, a lack of self-care, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're super stressed. How are you managing your stress? Well, you know, hmm, let me think about that. Not really. Mm -hmm. So that could also be part of the, you know, the data that you accumulate and that you, that helps you to form a plan for someone, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the way you said that. Thank you. <laughs> and then you may not love the way I say this, but who would have thought that something happening down there in the JJ is related to your gut? Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yes, everything is related. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So doing this deep dive, if you have one, um, who is your ideal patient? I mean, presumably our health is our primarily our responsibility and we seek mm -hmm. help from you know, experts like you to help us on that journey. Mm -hmm. But if you have one, who is your ideal patient? I love to work with women who want to have a partnership with someone to explore their health. Um, some women want to like do it on their own and, you know, um, figure everything out. But I, I love to build those relationships with my clients and help them explore new things. So I'm like a guide and I'm like, oh, did you see this? Oh, look at there's, you know, this opportunity or this option and providing a little support and coaching. And so someone who wants that partnership and care um, for hormones or gut health or whatever, but they want to feel better. They know there's something off and perhaps their concerns have been just written off. You know, somebody says, oh, just take an SSRI for that. Or, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's nothing really going on. It must be, you're just, it's just that season of life for you. And so they want, they know there's something more. They want to have help and guidance and, and finding those things. And part of what helps you to do what you do so well is, as you mentioned, ordering these studies, you know, these genomic studies, studies about the genes that you have, or, you know, the proteins that you have, or the SNPs, et cetera. There mm -hmm. are states, though, that don't allow legally, for some strange reason, I still don't know why, um, <laughs> There are some states uh, that don't allow for genomic testing. I personally oh, think really? it's, it's our right. So there are some tests that aren't allowed in, in some states. I mean, for example, I tried to do one of those mail away, you know, poop tests to discover what kinds of bacteria are and aren't in my 
bowel movement mm-hmm. and um, the company wouldn't process it because mm-hmm. they told me that the testing is, or the results, I don't know, the testing is not allowed in, in my state. So what is someone to do if they consult with you and they come and see you, um, but, but then they go back home, for example, and they don't live in your state and they can't find the test and that's part of the missing link. So what are we to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's such a challenge. Um, yeah. so certain states who have more restrictions. Um, I think that if you can work closely with your physician and try to, um, in your state to sometimes, you know, I'll ask my clients because I'm not a primary care physician. I'm not taking on the role in my client's healthcare in that way. I'm more of a compliment. So I'll say, oh, go back to your physician and ask them about this, you know. And so sometimes building that really um, close relationship with the providers that you already have access to, sometimes they can do more functional testing and they might not even be aware of it. Like organic acid testing, a, a traditional MD can provide those things. Um, so I would, I would see what are the ways that you can work around that in terms of, you know, alternative testing options that might be really similar, might not be exactly the same, um, or is there some local testing that can be done? So isn't that curious why, you know, some states would legislate that you can't have information about your own body. Hmm. seems to be happening a lot these days. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, from your perspective, is there, um, Let's see, is there one popular belief about aging or hormones that you think is a misconception? Like, what is something that so many people think that when you really dig down deep, it's absolutely wrong? Mm-hmm. I think it's so wrong that people think they just have to accept these things, you know? And so um, I have joint pain, I'm older, I have to accept that this is something that I'm gonna live with. And so then we just, let it keep going and it worsens, it becomes something versus, oh, I have joint pain. That's an intelligent message from my body telling me that something is amiss. And so I can start to notice patterns and observe it and listen to it, feel it, you know, don't cover it up with ibuprofen or something, but feel the pain and, and adjust my behavior. If we just cover it up, then that message is um, not able to communicate with us. And it's, there for a reason. Yes. Um, those menstrual cramps are there for a reason. Also, they're saying, hey, there's too much inflammation or there's too much estrogen. Um, I'm tired. Maybe I'm missing something or maybe there's something going on that shouldn't, you know, that's imbalanced. And so um, instead of covering it up or accepting it as I'm getting old, I can't do the things I used to do. Well, how can we change? What can we do differently how can we support healing? Our bodies can heal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we can overcome um, diseases. There are, you know, people who have had autoimmune conditions that have put themselves into remission. I've had, you know, uh, fertility clients who said, you will never get pregnant without IVF, get pregnant without IVF um, just on their own. And so we can enhance our health and, and we don't have to accept what anyone says. <laughs> That is so important and very empowering. I mean, in a way you're saying that we really have to listen to our bodies because our bodies can heal. We mm-hmm. just have to learn how to interpret the messages that our body is sending us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that also reminds me of 
it's a Buddhist teaching, like pain, right, is a part of life, but suffering is an option. Mm, oh, yes, absolutely. Is that good? Yes, it's so good. good I love that one. <laughs> so, so hard to remember from time to time when you're really going through it. <laughs> oh, yeah, pain is a part of life, but suffering is an option. I don't want to hear it right now. <laughs> Dr. Guan, your, let's dig deep into your personal life a little bit. What is your personal wellness routine? Mm -hmm. um, my most important personal wellness routine is waking up before my household wakes up. <laughs> before your one-year-old wakes up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I cherish that morning time and having my ritual, you know, uh, warm beverage, uh, things to read that feed me. I like to gratitude journal. I like to intention journal and just get myself filled up, fill up my cup in the morning. And so that I am, I'm ready to go. I have my mindset and I feel supported. And it's, I find so often women wake up and they just step into the role of mother, caregiver, getting off to work and doing the job or all of those things without even, you know, getting their, you know, um, on their two feet with themselves. And so if we don't connect with ourselves and fill up our cups, it's so hard. So that's for me, my most important thing is that morning time. And then I, and then I'm off to the races. Yes. Then it's go, go, go. <laughs> and associated with that, um, personal wellness routine, do you have a beauty routine? Like what do you do for skincare? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to use really clean, simple products. I love to use things that smell good, that have you know, herbal scents, like Me rose, ylang, ylang, um, citrusy things. So I, I like to use my senses with my skincare. I want to feel the, I keep my, you know, night cream in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's cold when I put it on. Um, I like that's a great idea. If I were to keep all my, you know, lotions and potions in the fridge, I'd have no food, no room for food. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have, I would starve to death. I'd look good. My skin would be flawless, but I would starve to death. <laughs> Um, go ahead, continue. So potions <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, so cooling at night, especially in the summer, it feels so good to have cool, you know, uh, sensation. I like to do exfoliating. I'm a little bit of a rough exfoliator. I don't know if you would approve of that. <laughs> then um, I do um, probiotic, mm -hmm. vitamin C, hyaluronic serums so that I have a, you know, more acidic pH. But I just, I kind of like to go through all these things just for the experience um, and really enjoy the fragrances and the feels and all of those things. And I like cold water to just like wake me up and yeah. Excellent. I would recommend maybe a little gentle exfoliation, but I agree with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and of all of those products, whether they're refrigerated or not, um, is there one beauty or skincare product that you would spend an arm and a leg for? Mm -hmm. Even if you don't spend an arm and a leg on anything in your life, what one product would you just be like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm spending yeah. it. <laughs> the exfoliator? No. <laughs> no. Um, I would, I would spend just on some, uh, serums, yeah. you know, um, I love those, like the different, um, like rose hip seed oil. Yes. Uh, 
things like that. I love those because they're so beautiful. Um, they really are. Yeah. And I think, frankly, I, if someone were to ask me serum or cream, I'd say serum, mm-hmm. right? If someone were to ask me, you know, serum or oil, oh, I'd be a little rough, but I'd probably say serum 60-40, yeah. but I'm a huge <laughs> facial oil person also. Yeah. I cannot believe that our time has come to an end for now. Again, I'd love to have you back and talk about herbals and botanicals because that really gets me excited. Um, I'm so nerdy about some things and that's one of them. But we've come to our last question, which is the Fab Five, Dr. Guan. Mm -hmm. And I will write these down and memorialize them for you on the podcast and on our social media, Forever Fab MD and other places, our newsletter, our blog, our Patreon. Oh my gosh, there's so many things that you can learn from, you know, listening to our guests. So the Fab Five by Dr. Brianna Guan. What are your top five recommendations for living a beautiful and fabulous life? Mm -hmm. I, I love this question. Um, I think one of the most important things we can do is to spend time in nature. So slowing down, you know, if that's just on the weekend and you take a trip or, you know, putting your feet in the water on your lunch break, if you're by the water, even though that's so, you know, not normal thing to do and it's cold, just getting our senses in touch with nature, feeling the wind, you know, walking barefoot on grass or just observing, like if there's a tree in your neighborhood, how does it change through the season? So connecting with nature is so important. And I think we don't take enough time for that. And it really slows down our nervous systems into that parasympathetic state. Um, I think it's really important to connect with the people that we love in a deep way. So that means, you know, making eye contact, touching each other, um, all of those connection pieces increase our oxytocin. And so if we're in a stressful state and we slow down enough to just look each other in the eye and put away distractions, you know, put your hand on someone's arm or, or hold someone in your arms, it changes, you know, so many things. And it's so important. Like if all the things we do, what if it, that was the one thing that we really gave time to and focus? How fun is that? Right. <laughs> Oh, the things we can do. (laughs) And Um, your number three? I would say try to stimulate your senses with color and vibrancy. Mm. Um, When you go to the grocery store, you know, you always buy cucumber and cabbage or whatever. But notice where your senses guide you. Like, are you you led towards those, you know, beets with the little lines on them? Or, you know, what? Can you try something new and get in touch with that intuition in terms of feeding yourself versus, you know, this is what I eat for breakfast. This is what I eat for lunch. The variety is the spice of life. Do things differently. Um, Your number four. um, I would say to uh, soften into discomfort as we already had highlighted on, but I think that that one is so important. Just slow down when you when you can and and allow yourself to really feel your body whether that's pain a hot flash sink into it you know um or you're you're feeling irritable or you're you're um feeling depressed feel it feel your sensations have you heard that to heal is to to feel is to heal and i really believe that and then um i would say finally just take time to fill your own cup however it is do that one thing that really sets you up for a day, the ne- the day ahead of you, because that's what we have. We have this day. And so how can we start, you know, just making sure our cup is full and overflowing? 
five fabulous tips for living a beautiful life. I thank you so very, very much for your time, your expertise, your compelling, empowering tips, and just your presence here today on the Forever Fab podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Guan. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Shirley. It's so fun to get to talk with you, and I'm really so honored to get to be with you today. Thank you so very, very much. It is mutual. This brings us to our close of this week's episode of the Forever Fab podcast with my guest, Dr. Brianna Guan. Are you ready for a better balance? Visit drbriannaguan.com or contact via email info at drbriannaguan.com. That's info at drbriannaguan.com. Also, check her out on social at drbriannaguan. Thank you for listening to this week's Forever Fab podcast episode with my guest, Dr. Brianna Guan. Until next time, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.